0: Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four year age, double pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry, and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Matty Gladden Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year aged bourbon is double pot distilled and non-chill filtered and has a full-bodied mouth with eucalyptus, molasses, clove, ginger, and slight citrus as well as grains of paradise. The finish is long and reappearing on the back of the tongue with notes of pepper, tobacco leaf, and mint cream. All of our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain, please enjoy responsibly, and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar, oh, don't ask why. I tell you we must die. Alright, alright. This is a very,
2: very special podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh just so you know, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchyburbonboys.com all major podcast formats, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, that pretty much sums <laughs> Facebook, <it> up Facebook <laughs> and uh, one other one, there's one other, in, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and Twitter, oh, Twitter thank you uh, all Scotchy Bourbon Boys except Twitter it's at Scotchy remember, when you go to all these formats listen, like comment and subscribe we appreciate everything that you do but this is a very very special podcast tonight uh, what I wanted to say is this is uh normally we put the podcast on and we do a little YouTube special. And one of the reasons why we do the YouTube, the specials, YouTube special content is that if you listen to the podcast here regularly, you're going to get a little bit extra. If you go to YouTube, when we put the video part on, you'll get a little bit before and after, but this podcast is going to be just a little bit different this, this week because this audio podcast will be unique, and the video podcast on YouTube that will go up will be unique. And one of the cool things will, that, that happened last Thursday, and it's Tuesday, so it's not even been a week, right? No. We have here today, Xavier. Woo!
3: And Roxy. And Roxy. And
2: Roxy. Hot five. Yes, and myself,
4: Tiny. We have Tiny.
2: Yes, I'm here.
4: Uh, tiny's here i'm (laughs) large and in charge (laughs) and fucked up as usual in body and spirit (laughs) and it's not because
2: i've been drinking (laughs) it is also roxy and uh tiny's uh 36th wedding anniversary and the anniversary of the year we when we met of 30 38 years uh one of the things when we really cool we didn't realize that when we met, the day we met, when we finally put two and two together, it took us a while to realize that we met on May 24th, and then two years later, because that was a Thursday, and then two years later, it was May 24th, exactly to the day yep. that we met.
3: Uh, honey, I, I got something to clue you in on.
2: You,
4: you knew, knew it all along. That
3: was like on purpose.
4: It didn't happen by accident. No. Well to me I just
3: thought it would be really cool to get married on the anniversary of the day that we met. So. Well if I could interject there's something <laughs> that's really
4: since I
2: cool. Thir- thirty six um, years later you could have clued me
4: <laughs> and well, I, to I, I like broadcasting can't to the world. Yeah.
3: Believe that you didn't realize that. No, I didn't just realize it until I just to like well, yeah, that light bulb was like flickering for a really long time. But
2: but it flickered for but but I just I just thought that that was just a coincidence. Like five or six years ago,
3: do I, I figured do anything that out. that's a coincidence?
4: There's no such thing as coincidence, is there? No, no. no. Yeah, well, let me so, say something. This is what, what's really cool is Tiny and Roxy and and myself and Mrs. Xavier. We've all been great friends. We're really like family uh, for the last. 17 years more yeah. than 18 years and it's it's amazing and it just reminds us we're old as fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and what, what was really what is a coincidence is we got to talking about our you know the first year we were knew each other and we're hanging out you know going to games and getting together to go to dinner so on and so forth that hey we have an anniversary coming up this weekend and they, and they said oh really we have an anniversary coming up this weekend and they said you know What's your guys' anniversary? And we said, Okay, it's May 26, nineteen eighty-four. And it's just the, 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 the anagram or the inverse of May twenty-fourth, nineteen eighty-six. So as the Twilight Zone theme plays in the background, we realized it was meant to be that we were supposed to meet and become great friends. Mm-hmm. So
2: but it's, it's easy or complicated to remember our anniversary. Yes. <laughs> For you guys, probably really easy. For me, that's just like a dys- dyslexic well, yeah, nightmare. yeah, you're the one that didn't
3: realize that we got married on the anniversary of the first day we met.
2: After, well, I didn't even realize. No, I did not know that. So <laughs> um, so that brings us to tonight. Okay, so we went on this uh, uh, barrel pick, which Ann and Lorraine Terry... Uh, invited us. Uh, we've we've had Ann on tastings with us, and mm-hmm. she's done whiskey live from the barrel room, which was fantastic. And uh, her boss, Lorraine uh, Terry, uh, who was there, and we got to taste with, invited us down to is, is it Carfanas?
3: Carfanas.
2: Carfanas. See, there you go. It's it's like the no. Uh, it's in there I too.
3: Have... Armanac but arm,
2: arm, armagnac. Armagnac. So, in other words, you're supposed like to say armagnac, armnun, armagnac. So it's armnun. <Arman-yak. laughs> yeah. <Stop. laughs> okay. Anyways, Carfanyas.
4: English is Jeff's second language. A no, t- no, no, language. no.
2: Uh, the 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 end thing is just not good. So uh, it's uh, it's fine. It's fine. GN... It's like fuck off, but
4: (laughs) but we're having pronounced so. Anyways, we're at (laughs) so you say we
2: they they graciously hosted this old elk in the state of Ohio O H L Q for this barrel pick of old elk for the state of Ohio. Now, uh, when when I got the phone call initially, I was informed that. It was going to be a multiple barrel pick, so there was going to be a lot of tasting. So, one as I was going through it, you know, initially they they called me up and let me know. And so, I starting off for the I, you can't say no to the state of Ohio one. You have to you have to go to the first one no matter what. No matter what you have planned, if the state of Ohio is asking you to go on a barrel pick, you're going. So as we were going getting closer. I thought about the media aspect and how we wanted to promote this on social media. So I was like, perfect, Roxy come yeah, she doesn't she, she doesn't have to go along on the pick. You know, she doesn't have to be on the actual tasting pick. Then if it's a multiple barrel pick, I'm going to be all right. I'll have my designated driver mm-hmm. and she can shoot video and pictures of the whole thing. She can walk around, interview people. So I asked and they said, "Yes." So we get down there, drive down. It's about an hour and forty minutes away. It's uh, on the north side of Columbus, mm-hmm. Polaris. Right, right on that in that area. Yep. Uh, and Carfagna's is this beautiful Italian market, restaurant, bar, and event center. I mean, they had it all set up just mm-hmm. fantastically. I, the you know, we got to meet the owner's son. Uh, I wish I would have thought through and was able to say their names, their names. <laughs> there you go tiny fucks it up again there you go but I their 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 place is fantastic so we get down there it's supposed to be 3 30 we get down there early three o'clock right we show up at three uh old elk is pulling up it's got uh their representative they've got Alex. Gonzalez and uh, there be
3: Luis Gonzalez.
2: Thank you, Alex Gonzalez. I'm, that's
3: isn't that a baseball player? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I have Alex Hernandez yes, yes, oh, from, right. from the uh, last podcast, <laughs> and now I have Luis Gonzalez. And so that just went that just went. i
3: keep you on track. So Luis
2: Gonzalez, I'm sorry, CEO of uh, Old Elk, and then we also had Greg Metz. Uh, setting up, he, he's the master distiller of Old Elk, and so they were setting up. So we we started talking, waiting for everybody to come up, and little did we know what was about to happen. Right, so uh, it's just like uh, Xavier. Uh, as we go, if you have questions, I want you to ask questions about this because we experienced it. uh One of the coo- there was a couple cool things that happened. One, you got to see Old Elk. In, in their glory. I mean, they came, brought samples, and folks, this is not a lie, from 40 different barrels. We have... Wow. The, we have the itinerary. So here, they had, to start off, I'm just going to go through the itinerary. It was... uh
3: I think you were, like, leading up in the story to the fact that then they asked me to...
2: Well, I will. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. So, then. as we were doing the tasting and everything, as we were there, all of a sudden uh, there was they were set up for sixteen, mm-hmm. and there was only ten people there.
3: Yep. Yeah, so
2: I was so, able to. So be like, come point,
3: on, have a seat, taste the bourbon, right?
2: So, so and I'm like,
3: wait a minute, now we're missing a designated driver.
2: Well, a designated driver <laughs> and a media person, yes. <laughs> because now we we still got good media. There's yeah, no didn't doubt do too about cham- it, me. and. uh but but here's here it was the I've got the the all the papers and it, uh, the first thing they started off us was four barrels and it was old elk straight Wheated whiskey, not not weeded old elk straight wheat whiskey wheat whiskey with a mash bill of ninety five wheat and five percent barley so this is a wheat whiskey but it's aged nine years this was a really mature wheat whiskey right. Um, and they had four barrels to pick from. Proof, 100, 111.8, 109, 111.1, and 107.7, all age nine years. And basically, the next thing we... we yeah,
3: we said that barrel number four was the winner from that. Yeah.
2: From that particular from that, thing. From those four barrels. But, then, but the next one was they brought out ten barrels, five at a time. And it was their Old Elk Straight Bourbon, which is, their Old Elk Straight Bourbon is, these were all seven years, okay? So we're looking at seven-year bourbon, whereas the stuff that I have from, from prior is five-year. But it is 51% corn, 34% barley, and 15% rye. So this is a wow! This is a barley mash bill. Mm-hmm. The rye is acting more like what the barley normally acts like, and the barley is acting with the rye. So it's very unique. And this 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 is their signature product. Was that? Are we to assume
4: that that was malted barley?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then the the next thing they brought out was their Old Elk straight straight weeded bourbon which was 51 corn, 45% wheat, and 4% barley. So this was their wheated bourbon, and this was aged 7 years, too. So we're talking about another 10 barrels. So that's 20 barrels of bourbon that, that we were going to go through. And then they finished up with their Old Elk Cask Finish Series. And Luis is going to uh, go over that in a couple seconds about what percentage of barrels they were bringing to the state of Ohio to pick from and how many but their barrel finished was an armagnac an armagnac very good an armagnac and then a, a sherry finished and then a port finished and then a rum finished and these all were 6 to 7 years old this was their their supreme high end finished bourbons and we got to taste all of them.
3: Yeah. And so, folks, you're you're going in for a treat because I think OLHQ took all of these barrels. Well, they so took they all, went, but,
2: yeah. but hey, we, we tossed out. No, no, out, I mean
3: for these oh, finished barrels. Oh, yeah, garments. these
2: finished. Yeah, yes. all 16. that They had four of each, and they bought all four barrels on so each of the finished. you're
3: going to be able to find
2: these on the shelves. These were the corn, 51 corn, 34 barley, and the 15 rye. And quite frankly, the 15 rye is there for a little bit of spice. And it did give them a little bit of a mm-hmm. of spice. So these are the the forty barrels that we had to choose from: four of the the wheat whiskey, sixteen of the finished, and twenty of the ten of the wheat bourbon and and ten of the barley bourbon. So those those were what was on
4: the docket. So
2: <laughs> we're just how, so, does,
4: how does that total number of barrels forty that you said. How does that rate? Similar tastings that the state of Ohio has done. Did they comment? Was that average? Was that a large amount of barrels? A small amount of barrels? You know, forty seems like a lot. See, I
3: think it was a, a larger amount. Of it was barrels,
4: a it, it yeah. was a large pick, but but from uh,
2: <laughs> from what uh, Jim Kanepa, Jim Canepa, who is the superintendent t- of the Division of Liquor Control in the state of Ohio who I got to sit next to It honor. It was an honor to sit next to him because he is in control of the barrels they pick and the, the program they're going. And he's going to, going forward, explain this to everybody, what their whole aspect of what they're trying to do. And with that said, Luis Gonzalez, let's, uh, let's hear from Luis Gonzalez right now. You got this, Roxy. Yeah,
5: you know, this is our CEO, Luis Gonzalez, who going put us on the map, essentially, and put us us to be here today. That's good. And obviously, our, our map is great natural, but you guys have to piece of answer any questions you guys have. So, without further ado, I'll be to Good afternoon, everyone. It's great to see you guys. It's great to be back out in a market and in front of people who are personal feel and personal tastings all the virtuals are great. It's always better to be in person. I want to thank the Parfonia family for having us here today. Our partners at Southern Blazers have been phenomenal for us and the state of Ohio and Jobs Ohio. Ohio is in our top eight markets in the country. One of the first control states to really kind of get behind us and we never forget those who believed in us from day one. So today we have you know, our
6: cask finishes
5: here. There's really only 25 to 30 of those casks across the country, and you have 25 or 30 percent of that here. We have rum cask finishes here. There's only 40 barrels of that. I think you have four or five of those here, uh, here for the team. You'll always see that with old. Elf, we never forget those who supported us early and always put the premium things, the highly sought after things in front of them. And one of those things that we talk about a lot at Old Elf is two things. One, is to be much is given, much is expected. So how can we really give back and how can we be a better partner? You know, the other thing so is that, I, I didn't have to, I didn't even have to have say to
6: that. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I have to say, impress
5: my gas. You know, <laughs> uh, it really means a lot to <laughs> us. Uh, you know, these type of opportunities really, truly mean a lot. You know, we're, we're only a brand that's about four years old in the market, and here in the last two years, we've won the Rising Star Award, the last two years, the top 25 bourbons in America. We came out as the number 15 medium distillery in America, number nine size medium distillery. And that's only after three and a half, four years of being in the market. We wouldn't have done it without you guys, you know, Seth and as a partners, and families like the yep, so
2: us. So thank you so much. Very right, much. All right. There you heard from Luis Gonzalez. Luis yeah. Gonzalez. Uh, he is the CEO of uh old elk and that kind of gives you what old elk was bringing to the the table for uh you know for the state of ohio i mean they're bringing they only got 40 barrels and they're letting them choose from those finished barrels four barrels they've only got a certain percentage so what they are picking up you know what i mean and what they're doing as far as uh, you know how it how that's working out was just amazing. You know when we're sitting there in front of Lewis, and you, we're watching video while you know we're watching, but you know he explained what old old elk is doing now on this one. All right, so what I got what we got up next is uh, Jim Kanepa. And he is about to explain uh, how Old Elk works in, is working into uh, the state of Ohio. So you can cue that one up.
7: Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. So, so I just want to
5: say thank you to you guys. Um, I love this brand. You guys won me over at the last tasting, and largely it's because of that creativity and innovation and flexibility. Um, we always want to be first at stuff, best at stuff, um, most creative, innovative at stuff, and, you know, it's work, and that, your brand falls right in line with our um, objectives and our, our plans. You know, this, you know, this is one of the examples that helped make us, you know, number four in American whiskey in the country, behind the three biggest states in the country, and so... You know, if we could get all brands to be as cool and flexible as you, we would we be number one. But uh, you know, this is a this is a good example of a great partnership, and I just love the idea that you know you're loyal to the to the folks who got on board first, and that's that's what we. aim for.
2: There you go. That's Jim talking about exactly what the state of Ohio is trying to do. Now, later on and after we keep going, uh, you'll hear some more. But uh, we also have uh, the master distiller, uh, Greg Metz. Now, Greg uh, actually started for with Seagram's in 1978, and he also started with uh, he was. He started with uh, Greg Schneider uh, at Seagram's also. So Greg Metz and Greg Schneider, a really good friend of ours, the master distiller of chicken cock whiskey, going to be on our whiskey live this Friday night, so at 9 p.m. Eastern awesome. time. Make sure you That's check gonna that out. We're going to be on live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on Zavi. So check that out, Greg Schneider. Uh, we will be tasting... The Island Rooster Rye Whiskey. So, but Greg Metz, uh, he started out, but he eventually ended up at um, MGP, which is in Indiana. And he distilled there for a long time. And then 2017, he brought his talents to Old Elk. So, but he also brought along a lot of bourbon that was aging in Indiana that they had purchased to do this. So when he was working on going to Colorado, uh, setting up a distillery with Luis and the owner uh, of, of old elk, they worked, worked it out that he basically had aging whiskey already to go in Indiana and to keep it aging. And so that's how they start old elk started out, you know, with Greg's, Hiring the distiller who was distilling in it for mgP, there's a lot of people who buy mgP juice, but they hired the distiller who was making that juice and then also took his expertise and prob, you know, I'm sure he consulted the hell out of what the what juice they needed to uh, to bring to start the old elk brand. So when then they started the old elk brand, we're looking at, uh, right now, if you do the math, there's six to seven years, seven years, nine years. This is the stuff that that's been aging that they've been picking. That's delicious, but when you when you but it's still being it had been distilled by their the master distiller just in a different place. So,
4: is there any limit when you're talking the juice? What we're talking basically is the white dog. This is the hot off the still uh, before it goes into the aging process. That period, that that sort of intermediate phase, is there a is there a time limit? Is there an expiration point on that white dog?
2: No, white dog is alcohol. It can be used for anything, and else. it can last for so. The only month way that it, it can year, turn into bourbon is to, to put it the, right. The, but just remember, you could let it sit in a, a steel container and and indefinitely, based. right? And then just decide, hey, okay, I'm going to put it into a right. new.
4: I I get that. I was wondering if the time between the drip, drip, drip to putting it in the barrel, if there was any. No, there's no. Is Is there a known sweet spot in there?
2: No, I mean, honestly, when you go to the different places as they're distilling, they're distilling into large. Large vats of you know stainless steel vats, and it's basically right. The vats filling are like the barrels, it's consistently in just filling the barrels. And I mean, uh, there's no um, bottle filler spouts or, aspect, or barrel spouts. Yeah, it's it's not picking up anything. It's not doing any filtering when it's out there. It's it's oxidizing a little bit, but I'm sure they're pretty much putting it in as fast as they're making it because that's I would the, say you're probably losing very little because they're probably putting. That into an airtight container, I would. But think. also think about vodka. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's just at that point there's not a lot of taste, and you're not gaining or losing where you where you start to do it as as you age forward. So that's really kind of cool. So there's your little background with Greg, you know, and then here's his introduction that he gave us at the barrel pig. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I don't know me. i great about to start my 45th year in the business. Woo. Wow. In June 78. Uh, probably, uh, I'm going to really keep it short because I'll have it. The important thing to know about uh, Old Elk is, is really it's two very important uh, points that really is re- represented by Old Elk's DM. Uh, first and foremost, anything with Old Elk's DM is going to be a world class quality sphere. Here. The other thing is, uh, in our DNA, is we always want to be different than everybody else in the shell. So, a lot of the products you're going to, get to look at today are all uh, unique, custom crafted masks, by myself. They're for an old So, from a quality perspective, I can absolutely tell you that it's good and better than anybody else's own the shell. They are absolutely different than everybody else in the shell. So can't guarantee you'll like our asphylls. Picture. In any case, uh, quality
2: is great, and uh, you're different from, uh, from what you So The first ones that we're going to look at, we have the door, wheat whiskey barrels. I just had one question. When you guys are aging, you age out of Colorado, right? Yes. So, is, are you, do you have controlled warehouses, or is it all just unnatural? Yeah,
7: it's all natural. Okay. Uh, all the product that I produce for Odell, which is another, 13,000 barrels. If it's not work in progress, it's still being engaged. Okay. Uh, along the way, I'm, I'm really here to support your event. It's not about me. So, along the way, questions about the mash bills, the product the process, anything, uh, feel free to ask questions about it. We're open to So, when these come on the market, will
0: you come here? Or?
2: Yes. Oh, yes. there you go that's uh Greg gave it his uh explanation if it's not working in progress in Colorado it's aging in Lawrenceburg Indiana so that's a really cool aspect I of the of the barrel pick. so you're getting a feel this is the first couple minutes right now this is like the first fit what we played. Probably about seven eight minutes of the first fifteen minutes that we were there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got this presentation going, and, and just for them, from the Scotchy bourbon boy standpoint, and and we're starting, we're just starting out feeling our way through this. I was a part of in my training doing a barrel pick at Wilderness Trail. Then we did a couple picks. We did one at Luca Mariano and Knob Creek last year. Not uh, the Knob Creek pick, but that. But Luca Mariano was in the middle of a field uh, where they're going to be with the barrel kind of brought in in samples. Now this this is a sample uh, uh, pick because all the all the bottles came in on samples. Because they're from Colorado and they brought everything, all samples from all forty barrels. But then, right. but then also the pick at, for Knob Creek was at the the studios, uh, the the offices of Kentucky Bourbon Festival. So this year, my first pick inside a barrel inside of Rick House was the barrel cast strength of Elijah Craig, and that was with uh, you know and with. Uh, Connor O'Driscoll, and a master distiller. And that was fantastic, that whole barrel pick experience. And then when we went with Macaulay at Wilderness Trail, again, we were doing samples, but we were in the room at the distillery. So there's all different things. But this was completely nothing like anything that I've been on or what I've ever perceived. Because... The mass amount that we were about to taste was something to get people over three hours. That's about what it took, right? Yep. It started at 3.30, 4.30, 5.30. Yeah, we were done about quarter to seven, right? So so three hours to get people to be able to go through sample four, it was a whole orchestrated, uh, you know, kind of thing that went on. Now, as we go forward, you'll get to hear a little bit of how the pick is. And then we'll get into a little bit, uh, after after we're done with that, we'll get into tasting the different expressions of old elk. And we've got the Armagnac uh, cask uh, finish uh, that was by far the best, number two. And we're going to bas- basically barrel-bass that going forward. But for right now, I believe we're going to hear from Luis Gonzalez again.
7: Our barrel program has grown tremendously over the last few years. We opened in 2019, I think it's over 100 barrels nationwide. 2020, 100 barrels nationwide. Last year, we did
2: about 350. Year to date, this year, we've done more than 400. So, take it down. Yeah. yeah. Well, you support it, the Do you think that. There you go. I mean, they they did 300 and some last year, and they've already done 400, and we're only in May. So they are rocking, ready to go now. As we go forward with Jim Canepa, I mean, we're talking again—the superintendent of the Division of Liquor Control. I got to sit next to him and be in his ear the whole time, and being in his ear has been was nothing short of amazing. I was honored to to to. Somebody who has, since two thousand seventeen, basically taken control of the state of Ohio. Now, this is a story I want to tell about Jim because he was on Mash mash and Drum. That was interesting. Uh, He was on Mash and Drum on a live tasting. What's why are we dinging? Do you hear that dinging? Okay, he was on Mash and Drum for a live tasting, and he brought up a. He brings up a point. Of, oh my God! I just lost my train of thought. The dinging it just totally. took... It's <laughs> like, memory it's reset. Like, it's like is that is that whiskey? It's whiskey? Well, oh, what am I saying? Okay, so I got to remember what he what he talked so you, about.
4: He was talking about you were talking about the state of Ohio, the number of barrel picks, and what he's trying to do for the distributors, the, the liquor stores, and whatnot here in Ohio. I think right. I think that's where you're going. Right, but but oh my God! There was a special story
2: that oh. It's a story. Okay. So when he first took over, he was a bourbon guy. He explains that he was, thank you. It got me going again. He was a bourbon guy. But Pappy Van Winkle from Buffalo Trace was turned off. There was no Pappy being distributed in the state of Ohio. So he takes over and all of his friends are like, Jim, you got to turn the Pappy fountain back on. And he's like, okay. So the first, he's at a whiskey convention. Right. And Buffalo Trace is there. And um, if I'm wrong, I'm always wrong. But I believe his name is John Brown, the CEO of Buffalo Trace, was there. And Jim went up to him and said, now correct me if it wasn't John. I know his last name was Brown, but I I believe it was John Brown. I'm not for sure because I, but he said, Jim said to him, what do I got to do to get the Pappy Fountain back on? And he looked at him straight up and he said, you got to get. Fair distribution, and he said, "What does that mean?" And he explained to him that all the pappy that was coming in was going to the liquor stores, friends, the liquor stores, VIPs, people who paid for the extra stuff. It was being distributedly unfairly in the state of Ohio, and Buffalo Trace knew it, so they shut it off. He said, "Well, what do I got to do?" He said lottery and this is where the state lottery comes in uh he basically listened and got the pappy fountain back on we all have a shot at the at the lottery so this next little segment with jim uh Canepa, it basically goes starts to go through i think it says right he explains ohlq's Market advantage that Ohio, because OHLQ is a control state, and what advantage it is for Ohio? So as a, as, as a market, as a buyer,
5: a market like Ohio, <clears throat> unlike Pennsylvania or Michigan or New York, or, <clears throat> we, we have the cash flow and we can commit to the barrels and we can get it on the shelves like this. As fast as they can get it to us, we can get it on the shelf. And so for, for us, we facilitate that because we want them to be happy with how they want to get it to the shelf. And the, in terms of the lift, they've got one entry point for 40 barrels instead of, you know, mm-hmm. the brush right, right. salesman going from door to door to door mm-hmm. to door to door. Um, you know, and the other thing is is the way the barrel program has evolved, they have a choice they have a they have to make a choice, a business decision like where it makes the most sense for market exposure. Is it like in Cameron Mitchell's a whole barrel to him where only the Cameron Mitchell's customers who are coming in there may or may not order it or is it, market like OHLQ, we're gonna make a big deal of it, we're gonna say we got all these nine years single barrels, here's where they're gonna be, and people line up to get it. And so, that's why we kind of have an edge in, in the marketplace to, to attract more barrels. Um, now unfortunately for a lot of the, the clubs, used to be, you know, you had to pick up the litter, now they have, they have to be choosier as to where their liquid goes for purposes of capturing market share.
2: And that's, that's, that's a great, I can't wait to put that out, what you said, because that, that is not quite how the clubs all look at what's going on, but you can tell you guys have made that shift and you're bringing some really, really good whiskey, wheat, and all that, and, and a club couldn't do this. I mean, with what you're doing today, that, with this many choices of barrels and then purchase that... They're going to have their one, and that there's definitely there's something to that for popularity. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, what you're doing here, I mean, everybody who just heard what you guys just all said in the state of Ohio has to be so excited because, one, we're going to start to get some stuff that's not going across the rest of the country because right. of how you set up the barrel program. And it took a while to do that. That's it's right. not like this happened overnight, right? And so... No, that's you know,
5: exactly right. Um, you know, in... 18, the whole state uh, made accessible the single barrel idea to retail customers, 10 barrels. Last year we did 450 single barrels. You know, and so that regular retail customer never had that experience before. And not only is it the single barrel experience, it's the best whiskey in the country. So that, that is offered in the country because we, a market that the suppliers want to bring to because they're, they're in competition now with with the market share and it's it's sort of like Pygmalion, you know. It's like you know, Old elk did, just did this, so Maker's Mark is going to try to beat that, or Sazerac's going to try to beat that, or
2: you know, Whistle Pig is going to try to be more unique than them, which is tough, right? The reason why. I like, you know. So there you have it. Right, and you can, and when we're at the pick, one of the nice things about it was that there was a that the Scotchy Bourbon Boys had a voice, and our voices aligned pretty much with what Jim was saying. I mean, the goal is is to bring the best whiskey to the state of Ohio, and we have the fourth largest market in the country, which is phenomenal. Which just and and so. What the state of Ohio and what Jim and Ann and Le- Lorraine are all doing to make that happen is is amazing. Now, just like anything else in this, when you're doing something, you're changing things and you're setting things up. The people who were taking advantage of the situation in the first part, like when, he, when the Pappy got shut off, it was the VIPs and it was the... The, owner, the liquor store owner's brother in law and whatever, they all had their in and they were mad when they got their out, when they were booted out. So, <laughs> I could actually hear
3: that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <You're>
2: <laughs> so, they got mad that they were booted out. So, uh, the same thing with this, the people and the clubs who all had their kind of thing because they did a certain thing to get their alignment and it's kind of being blown up a little bit, but you can embrace what's happening in Ohio because there is so much like, for instance, the old Forrester, uh special pick for HLQ uh, that last Wednesday I was in, in and there it was on the shelf. It was something that we had a shot for. And and all of this was explained to me how it what they're trying to do and how it works. And when you look at that, although things are changing, it's better for the the everyday consumer to be able to get this stuff because it's going out on the shelf. It's in lotteries, and there's a certain they're they're bringing a real good amount of stuff to it, right? Right. So, all right, huge amount. I mean, that just I was so excited when he said that. I. I you, you all heard me what i what i said in the comments but now as we go forward here i'm going get this is going to give you a little bit more insight to the actual tasting once we got into these 40 uh these are a couple excerpts of the tasting and then we'll do the tasting here on the podcast you know when we first did the
5: uh out first came here i mean we, we have again we have an advantage over an on-prem or uh, a club is we can take it can take risk you know so our risk with, with them was we're the first you know so we're like the test guinea pig in terms of the marketplace and uh, their risk with us was you know is
2: this really the place that we want to launch uh, and so we're, we love taking that risk especially when the juice is this good right you know and so like i don't care if you know all the taters like it or not i just care that it's that it's good it's good juice what's really funny is that my but roxy just laughed when he said that and i thought she laughed just now sitting next to me <laughs> but it was actually it was, her laughing on tape so that was kind of that was good so now this this little i think this is the last one correct before we get into yeah so this one should tell you, this gets into just a couple minutes of, or a minute, just a little bit over a minute, of how how the pick was going down.
5: Let's talk about these four. Uh, they're all fantastic. <clears throat> um, I'll just start by saying
4: number two is just a slam dunk home run. <clears throat> I like to. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> Any other thoughts? I mean, the nose. Did you have a styrofoam cup there too, um, in case you need it? um, (laughs) It's got
2: a lot of viscosity. It's got a lot of sweetness to it. But that's just how much more Uh, two does not drink like the lower proof over one. One definitely has got a smooth. There's a lot of vanilla classic flavors for this one. The body on that is, boom. You know, there's a lot more. There's, and then. That was too. This one has a little bit of well, pepper.
6: Yeah.
2: It has a, a little yeah. bit of. It's a of saying smoky, but it's
5: pepper.
3: Smarty. And <laughs> smart. he, he just took off everything.
1: He just said what everybody
5: else said. <laughs> he said <laughs> pepper. It <laughs> sounded like, like an actual review. Yeah. <laughs> that's See, that's it's like, it's any other favorites here? I don't know. <laughs>
2: So, there you... Oh, There you go, That <laughs> Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Okay, so uh, we have our normal... Uh, our normal every podcast interruption of my wonderful granddaughter. She just... Granddaughter Brick. Yeah, she always... Seems to, uh, once she's in once she's in bed and asleep, uh, she wakes back up with the, within a, at least a half hour, 45 minutes. But that's okay. Tonight, Roxy's taking care of that. And uh, we'll just keep talking a little bit about Old Elk. Now, the history of Old Elk, we do have somewhat of a history. We actually had a meeting with the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, uh, which Xavier's been to all the meetings, uh, with... Uh, where Old Elk, it was non-Kentucky bourbons that we sampled, and we had a bottle of Old Elk uh, bourbon. And I've got those two samples here, so you've got that now. the The mash bill, this one here, is the bur- the the blended straight bourbon whiskey, and I believe the mash bill on this particular one, which was a gold winner. I, I, I should grab my glasses. They're in here somewhere. If you want to search for that, Mr. Uh, uh, Mister Xavier,
4: here, I'll help you out with that. I got the new oh one. Yeah. Huh? Really? Got old eyes here, folks. There, there you, you go. All right. <laughs> well, I, I can see it, but I don't see a mash bill there. So let's keep looking here. It's uh 44% ABV, 88 proof. Um, but I'm not seeing a mash bill on here. Uh,
2: it's just like for whatever reason, I think that is the 34% barley one that they had. There's no... It's not weeded, so it must be the 34%. Yep. <laughs> but that... This particular um, expression is the first expression I had uh, with Old Elk. Uh, Greg's on there. This was from two years ago. And quite frankly, uh, I was not a big fan uh, of it at the time. Then, and then this is what uh, we've got tonight. And this is what we're going to, last year. Ohio came out with a five-year, uh, you know, single barrel. It's the 2021 barrel number 706, and it was, you can look at that for the proof. So we actually have, for the pick of 2021, and that I was able to, we acquired uh it's
4: 106.4 proof, folks.
2: There you go. This was the state of Ohio's pick from last year. Now, we did have this happen. Uh, it's got. It's really the topper's cool. It says OHLQ on the top. It was a pick. It's got a special sticker, and we are going to taste this because it's a good expression. And and uh, I revisited this now. Um, Brandon's friend. Brought this as the introduction into the into the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I since then have forgotten his name. I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, I believe, Tell your friend thanks. <laughs> uh, yes, and and have him come to another meeting. Yes, yeah. and that would work out. Have good. him
4: wear a name tag.
2: And we're, yeah. <laughs> we're referring to Brandon Holmes, who is a, a good friend of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Absolutely. And uh, here we go. So the nose on this, this is a five-year, and it's a barrel pick, 106 proof. It's similar. Now, the it's, it's a sweeter version of Old Elk. Mm-hmm. I mean, old, what I didn't like about the Old Elk off the regular straight bourbon from two years ago was I didn't like... The funk the funk and, and uh Anne and and I discussed the funk at the at the pick and I even made mention to the people at Old Elk initially I wasn't a fan. Now this was last year's. And when I revisit this this bottle uh this weekend, uh I I was it tasted a lot better it's than what of, I it's remember. It's got an
4: interesting nose going on, doesn't
3: mm-hmm. it? Well we tasted them both up against each other. And so that was very revealing. So when we drank the old elk from two years ago, and then we drank this OHLQ pick, and then you could you you still recognize the similar base underlying, you know similarities, but wow. this pick was much sweeter. Um, well, had a longer finish. It whatever you consider or call the funk didn't exist. Um,
2: now, this mash bill, and I'm pretty sure that this, it's the barley mash bill. It's the barley bourbon mash bill, that 34% barley. It's in here. There's this one. This, if I was to name this particular bo- this barrel, I would name it Lucky Charms. And because you're getting marshmallow with an oat barley-type taste that you get off of The Lucky Charms cereal. No. And uh, the sweetness
4: like the marshmallows. I'll tell you what I'm getting here. I'm getting a sweetness. I guess I'll give you a marshmallow. I was thinking more of a caramel sweetness or honey. Uh, And and what it reminds me of. And then I'm getting something that at first I wanted to say was oak, but it's a little more richer than that. I'm getting... Back in the day when I could eat such things, I can't anymore, folks. But you, you can drink a, it. If you take a, a payday candy bar and split it open and smell it and then bite into it, that that honey and it's the roast the nougat, roast, yeah. the nougat it's, it's, and the nougat taste and the roasted nut taste, that's what I'm getting off of that. So
2: that's unique because when we were at the tasting this last you know, last Thursday, someone did bring up the payday. Candy, candy bar, bar. they yes.
3: absolutely did.
2: Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you, okay? So how about Honey Nut Cheerios? Yeah, Honey Nut. I, I would
3: I would agree with that. As I'm just nosing it, I was just thinking it's got a honey nut.
4: Now there, there's a honey nut taste yeah, there, which uh, is a, which is a payday basically. Yeah. Only payday has a little bit more of the caramel nougat, mm-hmm. but still, it's it's so similar. It's
2: well, my younger self of four would have called these Ducky Farms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, it's really cool to be on part of a pick, then get educated. When you become educated, like, a lot of times you don't know what you're tasting. So, you would call it funk, right? But now that we knew, know from Greg, explaining his mash bill, why he did hit, what he does, mm-hmm. and what he did with that 15% rye and that, you know... And the, see that bottle
4: there again. It's, it's all it. Sorry. Yeah, I and I mean, think I, I'll
3: reiterate the same thing I said the other day was that the taste and the finish, um, both very similar, but I, I get this. It's like a sugar cookie. It's like eating a sugar cookie. Like there's
2: a. That sweetness. Like that yeah.
3: sweetness. Yeah. But also that, you know, doughy, you know, like when you're eating sugar cookie dough, like you're not supposed to, but when you do, because it's delicious. <laughs>
2: And just like Luis was talking about the market and how it's getting bigger, it's because the bourbon and the whiskey keeps getting maturing to the point. Now, Greg was explaining at one point in this is that they were wanted to uh, release something last year, but it just wasn't ready. So mm-hmm. they had to wait another year. And... W- Yes, they're aging in uh, Indiana, but they're also aging in Colorado. And aging in Indiana and Colorado are quite different things. One, Colorado's a mile high mm-hmm. and you know aging in Indiana, you're talking warmer summers and cold winters, but in Colorado, you're talking a lot more winter, a lot more cold, lot of time, not in the barrel, just sitting there aging. Now people always talk about rapid aging. Which is total bullshit because you can't rapid age. You can try and do something to it, but a year is a year. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you do. It's like you could do forty seven things in age a year and it's still a year. It's not rapid aged. There's no such thing as rapid aging. So, you know
4: You know what? And if you've invented a time machine, folks, you should be selling those instead of bourbon, you'll make a lot more money.
2: And it's <laughs> yes, but but at the same time, What it really comes down to is, uh, I don't care if it's seven months, it's five years, it's 20 years. If it's ready, it's ready. And that's where a really good master distiller comes in. Now, what we've got next is the finished series. The finished series, now, we're going to taste, so in my opinion... Initially, and if I remember correctly, I'm going to go through this on on the picks of what in the first four that we picked. I believe uh initially we th- th- he took them all, but I believe on the four, I really loved one. One, yes. You did. And then two was good. And then I think it was four and three, but he took them all. Yeah, but I think one, I created
3: them four, one.
2: Um, now, this was their nine-year wheat three. whiskey. It was delicious. The, I believe wheat whiskey is your next. Wheat whiskey and American single malt are are coming to be the next round of what the distillers are going to be putting out. I mean, this had a 95-5, 95-wheat-5-barley. And it was delicious. Nine years. It was just fantastic. There really
3: wasn't a bad one, I guess that's what.
2: But we're one to... one was up there in my top three.
3: Yeah and 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 uh, four I believe in that group was my Right, right? My number one.
2: So then we go to the old elk straight bourbon with the barley, you know, what we're, what we were taking tasting just now from last year. And you had, I believe, one and nine circled. And what did I, did you put down what I thought?
3: What is that first number? Two, one, four, five?
2: Yeah. She's had such good notes. Sweet caramel, vanilla, banana, sweet buttered. Uh, Fry bread, not fry bread. (laughs) I believe I thought.
3: But it was 2130. That was my.
2: Number five. Yep.
3: Yep. That's we why both, I gave we, stars to to number five.
2: Yeah, number five on that pick. Which was, was more up toasted, there, was the best more
3: spice, more oak. It was just
2: um, a, so, it was
3: a better rounded um, flavors.
2: So and then this so these barrels are all going different ways. One of the cool things was they explained to me they have a Columbus Southern distribution center and they have a distribution center. Ohio Liquor has a distribution center in green. Nice. So, a lot of times stuff doesn't get sent north. Like, for instance, the watershed 10 barrels, there were no barrels headed north. They were mainly out of the distribution south, which is fine. Watershed is south. It's close to home. It's going to promote the distillery there. But we were basically, Ann was taking notes on, hey, send this barrel north. (laughs) so hopefully folks when this pick comes out we go north now though the straight weeded whiskey was fantastic except for barrel number eight which had band-aid which was the one barrel here i believe he took all the other barrels except for eight if i'm not mistaken that was 8279 but it's really cool because, like I said, my wife was taking really, really good notes on this. And that's the Old Elk Straight weeded bourbon. Yeah.
6: I'm...
2: Now, in my stupidity, I thought it was a weeded, it still was a wheat whiskey, but it wasn't. It was the weeded bourbon. And honestly, I really love that forty-five fifty-one. and...
3: No, this isn't the one that tasted like Band-Aid's. 82.79 was caramel corn and chocolate.
2: Oh, yeah, so that that's was that was what we liked. That was
3: the best one. It was like it
2: must have been the it was it was nine.
3: Well, one I wrote okay and one I wrote bitter, so you it was so it must bins. have
2: been eight. It, what was 82 dark toffee caramel? Okay, so maybe it was was it on
3: no, I believe it was one of these. It was either yeah, it was
2: 82.83 yeah, was the yeah, yeah, and they. And and the thing about band aid, folks, is some people think ban- band aid is banana, but when we were doing our sensory training, Xavier, I thought
3: the band aids were up here in the
2: but, banana. No, no, that was in the we second round. I remember that take because your,
3: take your word for
2: that.
4: But, uh, but 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 <laughs> when we were, doing... I'm just our, trying to imagine trying to pick <laughs> how how you say hmm. This tastes like Band-Aid. <laughs> oh, no. Seriously,
2: listen. Did you ever chew what, on
3: a Band-Aid when, when we did. A, a Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait.
3: Or, you know, you got it on your finger, and you just gnaw on it because it's, you know. It's or that you smell.
2: Do. You know the smell of a Band-Aid? It's got to be a, a Band-Aid brand, too. They really, that that's not the clear stuff now. But there's a certain amount of medicine involved, and there's that Band-Aid smell and taste. And they explain this quite detailed in our sensory training when we were talking about taste some people taste band aid other people taste nothing or
3: i taste bananas
2: other people taste banana yeah so it's it's a very very personal thing but jim right off the bat was like that's just band-aid everybody was getting i got a little bit of band-aid but i also got a little banana it was like a mix between the two So that's where where we're at. But now we come to the the finished cast series.
3: Beautiful. And this is where
2: this is where the whole the thing where it just made sense because we're talking about ten percent, right? Ten if you got forty barrels and you're offered four, that's ten percent, right? Yep. So the state of Ohio on these each one Armagnac. Mm Excellent. Excellent. Sherry, port, and rum finished. The rum finished was fantastic. I got strawberry off that first one, if you remember. Mm -hmm. But the Armagnac, um, these four finished series, you're talking the state of Ohio was being offered 10% of the 40 barrels. It was hard. Every single one had a finished taste like no other. It was delicious. We're talking six to seven years aging. This is the corn, 51% corn, 34% barley, and 15% rye mash bill. And we have tonight in our glass um, the number one pick of the whole 40 barrels. This is Armagnac number two. We were able to collect the samples, get it, bring it home, Uh, If we were on video, I'd show it, but we still have half a bottle, right? Mm
6: -hmm. But
2: let's let's barrel bash this because the state of Ohio has to know what's coming out. Now, some of the, I believe the finished, the cast finished ones were going to be in the $110, right around there, price range. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll see what happens when it comes out.
3: Oh, the nose on this is just...
2: Okay, I got, it's... It's, it's vanilla frosting. Just pure vanilla. I, I'm just getting like a frosting cake frosting. Tons of vanilla. Yeah, but
3: I get that sweet orange. It's almost like an orange blossom. I don't get that.
2: Not right now. I'm just getting straight up freaking vanilla. Like vanilla cake frosting. Last time I got this was on my barrel. Just because you
3: don't get it doesn't mean it's not there.
2: You can get whatever you want. I didn't say that it's not. Uh, if I remember correctly, when we were doing this, as, as it sat in your glass and evolved. Now, this proof on Armagnac number two barrel, which was 0031, 113.7 proof. Nice, right? Age six to seven years. They were finished seven to eight months in the Armagnac. You've actually taught
4: uh, Armagnac. (laughs) I'm getting a combination of what the two of you are getting. I'm getting like an orange or lemon zest. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it's all All vanilla buttercream frosting is what it is.
3: That -hmm, that sweet.
4: And I gave her orange zest
2: because...
6: Lorraine
2: actually said orange, and we kind of discussed it. And uh, so Lorraine is Ann Dimmick's boss from Ohio Jobs, and they basically uh, are in charge of the the barrel program. Not in charge, but they are part of the barrel program uh, and the distribution of where it goes. And they also, Ann was taking notes the whole time. It was pretty, pretty fun to do. Now, wasn't? now, now,
4: when that hits your, your your tip of your tongue, you get, you do get a little bit stronger, like a citrus splash for a moment, and then it gets more of a of a sour. It gets almost It's almost like you can taste the, the Armagnac where it's starting to turn. I, I don't want to say this because I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression of what it tastes like. But for lack of a better term, you get more of an almost like a like a vinegar type. But I mean, it's very very tasty. But I mean, it, you get where where something goes, it has that sour strong taste, and that's what I'm getting as it works its way back. Yeah,
3: it's because it's lighting up the sides of your tongue. It is because yeah, this, as compared to the first sour, one, this right? has that's
4: got a body. This just. Oh yeah, lights it up. Yeah,
3: yeah. You you get it on the roof of the mouth, the insides of the cheeks, but it really lights up the, the sides of the tongue with a with a warm finish that's not overpowering, but you can still feel that nice warmth. Yep, go down. Into it's your like chest. you're
4: drinking a very high powered Riesling, <laughs> almost. Yeah. That's what. That's what. And if somebody if said that me. Yeah. I would
2: say it's the. I said it was a Chardonnay for a, a
4: Chardonnay's drinker's delight.
6: Yes. Yeah, Chardonnay, wine, I, like I okay, I, between, Chardonnay. I guess in between, I
4: wasn't getting quite quite as bitey as a Chardonnay, um, but I mean, to my palate, that is. I, that's why I was thinking like a a, a, a Riesling, perhaps. I mean, but uh, that's definitely what you get with that. Only with a. Punch to it.
2: I mean if you have the, these wine barrel finishes, let's just talk about wine barrel. I mean Angel's Envy is all in. They don't make a freaking bourbon. No, They're it's they, it's they, poured barrel finished. It. It's it's you know, everything's finished, even their ryes are finished. It's just like so but but when you mix this aspect of whiskey and you've got this high barley mash bill, which is coming through that Odie that, that, that nutty, nutty yeah. that that um you know the barley taste that's there there's no doubt that it's there but then you put that with this armagnac and it is like a complicated puzzle that is so big that it it's kind of like you know it, it's like a 50,000 piece puzzle <laughs> it's that much Filling in your mouth. Okay, there's no negative aspect of it,
4: right? No, there's absolutely no negative no, aspect here. But, but, you don't get any bad tannins or, or like a strong right, right. oaky finish or anything like that. It's it's really good. But the, but the
3: oak finish is delightful, like a yep, oak it's chardonnay. Oak. It's it's a it is
2: a. The
4: finish is it's it's there, but it's not overpowering, right? right. Which exactly. is what you
3: don't like when things are heavily. Oped. So
2: do you want to, mm-hmm. so when you're talking about there, but not overpowering. Yes. you're talking about complexity. Yes. Yeah, it is that,
4: that's, because that's what that was my first words. I said that's a complex nose, and it's complex all the way back.
2: Right, and you're, there's nothing about it that's that's. So when you get complexity and you have some negatives or whatever, there's nothing negative, and. If you don't like gaggy sweet finished bourbons, you know, like when you get into some of the ports and the sherries, it's a little bit more sweet. If you're a whiskey kind of oak drinker, this is this is your you know thing.
4: Th- th- this would be a good bourbon to have with some rich Italian food.
2: Or you know,
4: because because or, it has that 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 wine yes. aspect of it. it. If we could get
2: a hold of one of the cigars that Jim talks about on the YouTube part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I actually would smoke a cigar with this. That's how the former me would smoke with me. right, right. Yes. I mean, we both have given them up, but this one would make me have one more. Like if I could get a hold of some 1964 Cuban cigar, <laughs> I would drink this with it. So I mean, this is let's let's bash
4: this. This is something that if somebody served you up. Just a really good lasagna or an Alfredo, and you wanted something to complement it with. I think this would nail it.
3: Yeah. Now pay attention to the finish because
4: it's so good.
3: It's now it's on the back of your tongue. Now it's kind of spread out to the back of your tongue on your and on the, the roof of the mouth. And, and now, it's
2: freaking weird.
3: And it's yeah, it's going up into your nasal yeah. passages with this warm.
4: But. You almost regained. like
3: almost like a type of candy. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm you
4: regain my, the sweetness. Yes I'm trying yeah, to
3: put my finger on a type of candy that it I think I might have said it in the when we were at the tasting, but now I can't remember.
4: It's like a like a hard tack like you get at Christmas. I mean what's weird is and you get that you start to get some of that sweetness that we picked up that we identified as buttercream frosting mm-hmm. on the nose. You're actually, and that leaves very quickly as it hits the tongue, but you're actually picking that up again in here on the finish. Yeah, and,
3: and there's a lot of, there's vanilla on the finish, and there's that, that like a vanilla sugar cookie again is, is I'm picking Yeah, yeah
4: you, you, you get, I, I'm thinking of like the, the hard tech or filled Christmas candy. Yes,
3: yes, the stuff with the creamy with the filling inside. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
4: That, that's what it is. That's, that's exactly what it is. Holy shit. <laughs> Taste that now
2: again. Now taste it after your palate is ready for it. Oh, i no taste it. I, I didn't say take all of it, <laughs> mother. I said you. so saw... just... think... yeah, but you just drank it all. You put a you put a swallow in there.
4: Give me some more of that. Just a swallow. Here we go.
2: You just said that was all that was in there was a swallow. <laughs> I said just taste, not swallow. <laughs> True, Roxy form. Ooh. I love you, dear. Anyways, so...
3: It's my bottle of of number two. It's
2: ours. It's all...
3: No, I I coveted number two. Is that your number two? Yes, it's my number two.
2: (laughs) Who do you work work for?
4: (laughs) Wow. There's there's several things I'm just going to leave on the shelf (laughs) with that one. All right, Um, let's barrel bash it.
3: And I don't know why, but this... Bourbon makes me think of Christmas. Like I want to drink this at Christmas
4: time. Yeah, because of the Christmas candy too. Yeah, it
3: does. It's it's
4: my parents used to have to have this a, this a is, big glass jar bottle, of that folks. filled candy. Yeah, and that's what that, I'm getting that, there on the finish. I, that, I I think you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. I think this
2: is any time. Please let me Please. be lucky enough to buy a bottle of this. I well, mean, we'll, honestly, we will hunt it down. Um, delicious. So, let's barrel bash it. Get okay. ready. All right. I would say so. Everybody, the scotchy bourbon boy barrel bashing system is uh, adjusted by tiny. We all know this. Five <laughs> categories, but there is four categories with a total of four to five in each category. Eighteen points,
4: a total of eighteen possible nineteenth with a but up up.
2: On fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Anyways, God, he's on
2: fire. so so. Oh, careful! We almost took our our audio out. Oh, oh that I did touch your audio? Oh, it was close. Um, but a four.
3: Close only counts in horseshoes <laughs> and hand grenades. Yeah. You
2: could give a total of four for the nose, five for the taste, four for the body. And five for the finish, and the butt up up can add to any category, to any one, of but only one. Only one, unless it's your Christ- tiny at
4: Christmas time. Yeah, you Christmas time, to, Yeah, because you, you wanted, wanted to
2: win. It's not about I wanted to win. It was just, <laughs> it's just goddamn spectacular bourbon. I mean, it, it wasn't to win. I just knew what it was. Okay. Anyways, so hey, okay, so this is the number two pick. Um, barrel number? What's the barrel number on that? Is that Is oh, that... 0031. double
3: O thirty one? So
2: that's the one you're looking for, everybody. This was the spectacular. I did pull back some of the Armagnac. Armagnac. Uh, I off the other barrel. We got we got that one too. Yeah. But. So, uh, but that went so fast, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So let's go. I think the nose. Is a little bit caramelly. I get the same. I don't get the orange, but I get. Ah, uh, it's just delicious. It, I I want to.
3: I, I wish I could run into the other room and get a bottle of wild orange essential oil and let you sniff it and then sniff this.
2: Nope, I'm not getting it. Well, I'm getting exactly what I said initially. What did I say initially?
3: A vanilla
2: bomb, uh, vanilla frosting, vanilla, vanilla frosting. frosting, yeah. And it's more caramely now that it's been in my. Yeah, mouth. I
4: tasted more caramel than vanilla, but I agree with you. There was vanilla frosting. Yeah. There. I, I, it's
2: not. It's not the most exceptional nose I've ever had because no. it's a little one-dimensional. But yeah. I'll give it a four. Damn, that sounded good. <laughs> um,
3: and I'm going to give the nose a three.
4: The nose is one of the more complex noses I've had. Um, I get the vanilla frosting, as I said, but I really get the payday candy bar. And I get maybe just a little bit of orange. I, I, I do really like it, though. It's a, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a good nose. And uh, I guess it maybe portends the taste. Maybe it could do it better. Maybe it do worse. But it, it, it's just a really good nose. I really like it. I'm going to give it a four. All
2: right, taste. So the nose and the taste to me match up. They do. I've the last two podcast. Or the last two places I was the Horse Soldier and here at the the tasting. One of the things I've mentioned and everybody had pretty much agreed to is the nose was matching the taste. Mm -hmm. And that Xavier, I said it, a guy on my podcast, Xavier, uh, would completely agree with what these bourbons were doing because they do. But what the Armagnac does to this bourbon of Old Elk, it completely... Accentuates the taste of that barley mash bill for the bourbon, and it takes it to a different level of in your brain that you almost can't decipher. And it's—I'm just smelling what's left in the glass. Oh
5: yeah, it's
2: delicious. <laughs> it was four, but the taste is a five. Is a five with a butt up up.
4: Oh. So six of them
2: up <laughs> i'm giving it yeah
3: so yes the, t- the taste is phenomenal you get the it just fills your mouth with caramel sweetness and that's the vanilla i get that payday candy bar now that um you know that's been thrown in the mix so I'm going to give it the taste, because I, I want to keep going, you know, up from here. So I'm going to give it a four.
2: A five? A four. A four. But a four a four of five. A four.
3: Four of five, yes. Right.
2: Because you could give it a five, but you only give it a I four. I'll give
3: it a four She realizes that. Yeah. Okay. I realize it.
4: <laughs> Just making sure. I love you. Okay, so the taste is unusual. It, your initial taste is similar to the nose. There's sweetness, there's, there's buttercream frosting, uh, there's caramel, there's a lot of things. And then it gets a little to the peppery side, and then as it starts working its way to your side palate, uh, it, as I said, it, you get that more... And I don't want people to think it tastes like vinegar, but you get more of that stronger uh, bitter fruit taste. That's you know where where it's maybe maybe a hint of vinegar, but it's it's like a strong wine, like a chardonnay. Maybe 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 not quite as strong as a chardonnay, but a riesling, but somewhere in there. And it just kind of leaves the sweet in the dust as it moves off the tip of your tongue. But it's a good taste. I guess it's reasonably depicted by the nose, not perfectly, but reasonably. We'll give it a four as well. All right, body.
2: So it's not the biggest body, it, but it's funny because it does. It, it's it's so. It is a, a a complex aspect where all the taste fills your cheeks under your tongue like normal, but it but it if like a big huge bodied barrel strength uh Kentucky bourbon would do that, it would do it at a level of ten. This does it a level of five as far as it still has all the flavor going everywhere in your mouth, but not at a 10. Not at an AC DC level, you know, back in <laughs> black. More like a uh Firefall. What is <laughs> what okay okay, so it's more like uh what what is it? Um Hollow Nose. Leroy Bo- Brown, uh Jim Croce. Jim, it's more like a Jim Croce kind of thing instead of <laughs> AC DC. So I would give this uh body a three. Of four.
3: So I'm especially intrigued by the fact that it's 113.7 proof.
2: Yeah, but it drinks. But it drinks like Jim Croce.
3: Like.
4: <laughs> or, it, it's um, definitely mild for. Yeah,
3: it's uh, very. I know people hate smooth, but it's
4: winter, um,
3: spring, summer,
2: or fall. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on! That wasn't Jim Croce. That was James Taylor. We went to Jim Croce and James Taylor. Okay. That was that was, Joe, that was a very that was um, Joe
3: Crocker. <laughs> Joe, Cocker.
4: Joe Cocker.
3: You said Crocker, Crocker.
2: Or, Joe, or Joe or Joe
4: Camel? <laughs> Joe Camel. Yeah.
3: It's I like the way that it.
4: You got a friend.
3: Oh my god rapidly hits the sides of your tongue and then sort of spreads out like Bill mentioned, but it's on the roof of your mouth. It's, it's, it's very unique. So as like Jeff said, it's maybe not the biggest body of any bourbon, but big body isn't always as enjoyable if it's just so overpowering, but the uniqueness of the way this body works will, um, means I'm going to give it a four. Okay.
4: A four. I, I'll tell you Ooh, what, without getting this verbose the last time, but I've got a very pleasant taste. Like I've just drank some fresh squeezed lemonade at the county fair or uh, a, a good uh, Jolly Rancher sour lemon on the side of my mouth. It, it, it does, to me, it really does light up the inside of your mouth. Uh, the body, like everything else I've rated on this bourbon, gets a four. It's, 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 it's not the strongest, but it's really good. It's appropriate for the task. So uh, afterwards, uh, me and Xavier are going to have
2: the port finish because it's over, or, or sherry of uh, one of your choice, just to finish up. But the finish on this, if I went to bed in a half hour, I would still have this pleasant taste. Um, yes, it right. is mm-hmm. long and long and long. So I give the finish a five. It, it just it, it it's one it it's so pleasant what's happening right now, and I haven't had anything in like three four minutes.
3: So the finish is like Christmas in my mouth. So I'm going to give it a five and a but up up.
4: Wow, but up up. That's, the, and first that's the first time Roxy's ever given something. A butt up up extra yep. credit. Yep, Agree, I think, but, and it's all
2: based off her butt. <laughs> what? The butt up up comes from your butt.
3: Oh right. Oh yes.
2: okay. The story
3: of the butt up up. Yeah, yes.
2: we it it is evolved. So there you go. And so <laughs> there I, are some
3: people that are scratching their head right saying, so, "No,
2: the, we the, just anybody who's got, got off the rails." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not off the rails. Anybody who's a true Scotchy Burberry boy fan knows where the butt up up comes
4: from. Mm-hmm. On the deck of the Summer Cottage. Yep. So this finish, um, when we first hit it, I had the uh, Christmas candy sensation. We talked about that in depth. It did remind me very much of the filled candy. But that was more of an up taste, like up in the back of your throat and up into your nasal passages. Um, What's down in the throat is more... Uh, like I say, I I drank some very good fresh squeezed lemonade at the county fair, and it stays with you. It's not overly warm, which really is kind of amazing. For as as Roxy was saying, because of the proof of this stuff, and you know, we also the also the totally absent was any ethanol.
3: Oh, uh-uh. completely yeah. absent
4: and uh, delicious. So to make you know, without getting more verbose and putting everybody to sleep, let's call it a four on the. The finish is well for me. So
2: we have 18, 17, and 16 for a 17 out of 18, folks. That's phenomenal. When this hits OHLQ and this hits, this is barrel number 0031. This is the one. We asked for this to come north. So if you're in the Ohio area, but this is an Ohio pick. If you're I am in the
3: Cleveland area. If you're in the
2: Cleveland, northeastern no, Ohio area. Green. Cleveland.
3: Yeah,
2: green. Green is our area mm-hmm. in the northern part of yes. So <laughs> uh we're gonna I give you a little bit of the sherry cask finish. Hmm. This goes in a different direction.
4: There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah. Way more vanilla. This is, this is. we just opened a box of Cracker Jacks with this. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. there's some really good
2: stuff going on with the sherry. The rum cast was fantastic. Yep. Uh, so, to, to finalize everything, I think we gave everybody a really good podcast on the direction of Ohio Liquor. What Jim and Ann and Lorraine are doing down there. To bring delicious bourbon to everybody, Uh, the all the picks that happen uh, aren't with every. There's different teams. There's different people with different palates. Every single person isn't gonna like every pick Ohio Liquor does, but the proof is in the pudding. It all flies off the shelf. There's somebody. So sometimes it might not be for you. Other times it will be for you. They're trying to give a diversity of whiskey to the state of Ohio like no other state has. And they are su- being successful at this. Like he said, we just did this huge barrel pick with, uh, with Old Elk. Maker's Mark is paying attention. Maybe that's what they're going to do with Maker's Mark. It's like it's a competition right now, and the state of Ohio is the number one for bourbon market in the country. We are going to attract attention, and this is just good news for Ohio bourbon drinkers and the Scotchy bourbon boys. And the because, bourbon boys, because thank you to Jim, and Lorraine, uh, Greg, and Greg and uh, Louis uh, for having having us part of. Your wonderful uh,
4: barrel pick. Hopefully, there's a lot more in the future. And I'm sorry I couldn't be down there with them, folks. I, I would love to meet you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, in the future, you're going to be making
2: as this keeps going. At one point, you know, we're just we're going to have more and more people coming and filling in and doing things. Uh, it's it's a wonderful. Uh, place that the Scotchy Bourbon Boys have been put in. Uh, we're picking, helping pick for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. We're helping pick for the state of Ohio. And June 9th, we will be picking for ourselves. Yeah. Our first ever Scotchy Bourbon Boy and Barrel Room Selection uh, at Knob Creek with Sandy No and... Roxy, you'll be there. I am working hard uh, to get more people. I, I asked just this, this uh, yesterday. Still on the four people thing, but we'll see what happens when June 9th hits. He said he'd let me know if something changes. So with that, remember, everybody, we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check it out. Everything Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Whiskey Live, 9 p.m. 9 p- p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Friday, May 27th, with Greg
4: Schneider. He will be tasting their newest ex- with us, their newest expression. Whenever you get a chance to participate in anything with Greg Schneider, it is a fun and very educational experience. He's one of the best you can get to know I listen to. Rooster Rye.
2: And when you're at www.scottshubourbonboys.com, Please uh, check out our Patreon top right hand corner. Check out our YouTube top right hand corner. Patreon is a way you can get these awesome Scotchy Bourbon Boys Glen Karens that we were tasting today or tonight uh, with. Uh, remember uh, to if you yourself want personalized Scotchy Bourbon Boys Glen Karens, uh, Martin Duffy is your uh North American Glen Caron glass representative check him out uh shout out to Randy Prassi. remember uh Kentucky Bourbon Festival is going to be coming tickets were are still on sale for September 16th through 19th and then also remember June 10th and 11th the barbecue the or bar, uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Festival barbecue uh Competition that's happening at the Log Still Distillery. Check that out. Uh, tickets are reasonable and it's a family event um, with lots of entertainment. You'd be able to check out that new Log Still campus in their event center, plus the barbecue competition. The Scotchy Bourbon Boys will be there podcasting both days. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we're on all major podcast formats, plus YouTube. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. Uh, and remember, everybody, good bourbon, good whiskey equals good friends and good times. Go out there and live your life dangerously. Thanks, hey, folks. Hey, everyone.
1: I tell you we must die, I tell you we must die, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die.
0: Hey Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts.